We are making the virtual HBCU experience available wherever you live through Stillman Online. We offer online degrees in business, criminal justice, psychology, and religion. Stillman also offers technology badges in cybersecurity and data analytics. You can participate in all student activities, fraternities and sororities, internships, graduation ceremonies, and much more. Apply for admission today at stillman.edu. Stillman College, where we prepare you for a different world. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Are you hungry for... Yeah. I love my HBCU. And boy, boy, I love it, love it. Yeah. I love it, love it. Yeah, I love my HBCU. And man, yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. Yeah. If they lost, yeah. I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, keep tab. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, who the ball. So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention. This is Dr. Cavill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. No, I have the gurus coming out of the MEAC in the swag, the swag in the MEAC, man. I got two of the boss players on here with Twitter getting it going with those days. What is it, Tuesday and Wednesday that y'all take on yeah. the world, it seems like, and shut down Twitter and talk a little bit of football for the world to know about HBCUs. Try to, this man. Let's do it, HBCU night, the HBCU football. What's going on, yeah. gentlemen? What up, Doc? What's, What's happening, good, Doc? Man, it's finna get crazy today. Mike and Charles are out on assignment, so they allowed me to bring in, as I told y'all, y'all said y'all wanted it. They got the whole stage to the self. Yeah, you usually see them on Sundays. They just wrap everything up in a nice bowl and then tell you, send you on your way to tell you what you expect for the next coming week. This time we got them in a little early. So we're going to really get into some football news. And then I'm going to charge them up a little bit because we're going to go into the band. I know they don't necessarily get so deep in the band, but I'm going to bring out the marching sport. I'm going to tell them what we do for the marching sports so y'all going to get a chance to see it in a different angle when you get the football heads to tell you. And I have some interesting to talk and talk about the bands this week because these folks don't quite understand when to play, when not to play. So I need to get some folks <laughs> to kind of understand, maybe educate the world. We'll get into that in a different segment. Welcome to Episode 320, Inside the HBC Sports Lab Radio Show and Podcast, the show that's covering the sporting HBCU dash for all things HBCU sports from institutions large and small, from the NAIA to the NCAA, we share insights and information on the HBCU sports culture, HBCU athletic aesthetics, the 
facilitate the story of HBCU athletic programs in the business of HBCU sports. I'm your host, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, along with my co-host, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop. As I said, they're out on assignment, so I have none other than Professor Jones, Professor Sims, that is B.J. Jones and Joshua Sims Sr., as you know. We're filming from our home studios and sending a signal live to Case Ways to 38 in studios with the Texas Radio Hall of Famer. Multi-Hall of Famer, that's Ralph Cooper in the beautiful home of Texas Southern University from Houston, Texas. Yeah, that's big. Ace time, baby. Ace time, baby. Ace time, baby. Let them know. <laughs> let them know. Today's episode of Inside the HBC Sports Lab is sponsored by THG Agency, LLC. THG Agency is a company that provides sporting and educational consulting and data analytics. We're going to get right into it. And I'm going to ask, you probably have experienced this in some form or fashion, in some part in your career. So the tough news has come out, at least for Doc Gamble. UAPB has fired Doc Gamble in midseason. That is less than 18 months after leading UAPB to the SWAC championship game. That was back in the spring of 2020, as you all know. And they have moved forward and obviously they are going with a wide receiver offensive coordinator uh, will be involved in terms of taking care of the duties there and that's Don Treadenhill is my understanding. Let me go to you first BJ Jones. What are your thoughts in terms of a move like this um, in terms of this time of the season? I'm going to ask you from a couple of different perspectives. You know from a player's perspective you've done that in real life. Uh, from a coaching perspective, you've done that in real life. And then even from a fan's perspective, if you would, um, you've done that as well in real life. <laughs> Kudos to you. You had a good couple of last couple of weekends. I I, I'm, I don't know how I feel about that. But, you know, we'll, talk about that later. we'll talk about that later. What are your thoughts on this? From that perspective? Oh, man, this, from a coaching standpoint, it's, it's incredibly uh, tough. Uh, one of my first uh, high school jobs, um, I was a linebacker's coach, and our defense coordinator was let go five games into the season. And the head coach mm-hmm. came to me, and uh, his exact word words was, "Well, it's on you now, but <laughs> and you know that that's a lot of change um, in in the middle of the season. <clears throat> kids and staffs get into a routine. Uh, it's it's difficult uh, from a player standpoint. Fortunate enough to not have experienced that before, but talking to guys who have, it's incredibly difficult. Uh, going back to, you know, routine is everything. Uh, but when you look at it from the numbers um, standpoint, uh, Doc Gamble had that remarkable spring season uh, where he went 4-1, uh, went to the SWAT championship game. But, Doc, we talk about this on your show quite a bit. Since that night, where they they blew that huge lead to Alcorn, um, They've been four and fourteen. It's the overall record. Four and fourteen. They're five and eleven. Uh, I'm sorry, one and eleven in the SWAC since that time, with the average loss being by thirty two point six points. Like that ain't that ain't that, that that's 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 plus four touchdowns, the average loss. Mm. So you kind of see why Arkansas Pablo made that move. Yeah, yeah, great point. Let me go to you, Joshua Sims. Same thing, if I read off your resume, right? Played the game, real life. Coached the game, real life. 
We know you're a fan. We hear that. And <laughs> <laughs> your voice all the time. You don't even try to hide it. Not to say that you can't be a true analyst because you are. Make sure people are clear on that. But with that being said, as I asked BJ, same question. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man, uh, from, from a coach's perspective, um, you know, I've actually had the experience of, you know, uh, being a head coach and having, you know, not necessarily being removed or relieved of my duties, but really resigning at the end of the season. And, um, you know, that's relatively a different feeling than, um, you know, than being relieved of my relieved of your duties at the end of the season. Um, you know, as a player, I, I had that experience as well, man. My, you know, the coaching staff who brought me in the central, uh, by the time I got past my true freshman year and my red shirt freshman year, they were gone. Midway point of my red shirt freshman year, they were gone. Matter of fact, the coach, you know, God rest his soul, he, he passed here recently. He didn't even make the bus ride back home from Atlanta. Uh, they let him go, you know. So um, I know, I definitely know from a player's perspective what that feels like to have a coach be relieved inside of a season. Um, and then from a fan's perspective, man, um, I, I can look at it in, in two different ways. You have fans like like us who are in tune with the game and we really pay attention to the game itself. And from that perspective, we absolutely understand, dog, there just wasn't any good football being played at Pine Bluff. At Pine Bluff. Man, and the, the statistics that BJ just rolled down highlight that intentionally and, and really realistically for everybody to be able to understand. But from a fan's perspective where Great it's point. just my alma mater and I'm just, you know, I'm just here to support my alma mater and be a part of the alumni base and I just like to come to some games, you know, you may not understand. You may not fully understand to the level of magnitude why this needed to be done. But trust me, it needed to be done. And, uh, you know, only time will tell if Pine Bluff is better for it, uh, if they'll stay in the same position or are they going to be kind of running the Red Queens race and be running in a circle, so. Good stuff, good stuff. Let's get back into it, talk a little bit about some other news of the day. Uh, sticking with you, Josh, what's on your mind? What What's some HBCU uh, news of the week that's on your mind right now? What's hot? Man, I heard my boy Drizzy Drake stepped in the building last night at uh, at Spellhouse uh, Homecoming. Uh, they had, uh, I think they had a rapper, uh, 21 Savage was there, and then, you know, Drake, Stepped in the building last night on surprise, man. I just, oh, man, my boy Drizzy Champagne Poppy jumped in the building. But uh, above that, though, just not That's, highlighting that. Uh, they uh, doing it big in Atlanta. They doing it big <laughs> in the They doing it big. But just like, highlighting all of the HBCUs, man, this is, this is homecoming season. This is the first homecoming season where things feel like they're back 100% open, man. And the season, yeah. the students, the staff. The families, the alumni coming back onto their alma mater's campuses, man. Uh, I just wanted to take a quick moment in this in this opportunity to salute everybody that's coming, man. I've seen some some clips for Howard Homecoming and everybody, man. So be safe. Continue to do what you need to do to keep yourself and your family safe. But, dog, we back, dog. It's homecoming time, baby. Man, I know y'all doing it big in football over there at North Carolina Central. And, like, we'll get, take a deep. Uh, dive into the game when we get into MEAC game of the week, swacking that last segment. But, you know, y'all tend to play a little basketball over there, too. I, I see y'all got high hopes. It's, it's seven transfers. Y'all doing doing a little bit what they do over there at Texas Southern, it look like. We, we got a big – You know, and, act like I ain't connected now. And we got a big man this year, Doc. And, and if anybody go back and look, 
If you just get a chance, go back and look. Because I know it's too early for me to be talking basketball. But if you go back and look and you see the seasons where we were dominant, where we've been dominant in the MIAC, it's when we've had a dominant big man. And and we got a guard. Obviously, we got a little Justin Wright who is, I mean, he's incredible, man. He's cut from that Pooby Chapman uh, cut of cloth, man. So, it's going to be interesting, man. We're going to see because I've seen a couple people have us finish in third and fourth. I said, okay, all right. We like being we like being underdogs. So it's all good. We good. We like that. We like that. <laughs> DJ Jones, what's on your mind? What HBCU news? What do you want to talk about in terms of just the general? What's hot in terms of HBCU news out there in, in your world? Oh, man. Right now, man, it got to be Deion Sanders in Jackson State. Uh, you saw the 60 Minutes uh, interview on Sunday night. Uh, then news comes down earlier today that Good Morning America will be on the campus of Jackson State in the morning. So it's going to be Good Morning Jackson State live from Jackson. And, man, just good things just keep happening over there, man. They they get more and more eyeballs and more and more cameras uh, going on with what's happening at, at Jackson State. So uh, kudos to them. Um to uh, you know, everyone associated with Jackson State, you know Charles is probably over there, man. Probably getting his facial and stuff ready to go. <laughs> you know, for Good Morning America, uh, him and Neely. Yeah, I, I, he, you know, he talking about in the, uh, he on assignment. Yeah, tell somebody else that ain't went to HBC for a homecoming. You feel it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Simon is homecoming. That's what assignment is. Yeah, that's the assignment. But yeah, man. It's, 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 but just just really seeing that and and being here in Atlanta, um, and I was listening to the radio, man, and it was Spellhouse, Spellhouse, Spellhouse. Um, you know, they had a couple more uh, celebrities getting ready to come in town uh, for you know different things associated with the Morehouse Spellman homecoming. They had Coach Rich Freeman and a couple of players on the radio. Uh, maybe I've been living under a rock, but I, I, I see what big of a deal. That spellhouse is, you know, this week. Yeah, you, 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 you can't be in this city and not feel it. So, and shout out to Morehouse and Spellman as well. Nice shout out. Nice shout out. I like that. Good job, BJ. Let me get into this, and then we'll take a quick turn and see if y'all got some other news that y'all want to talk about before we take our first break. Tickets are now on sale for the 2022 CIAA Football Championship uh, from the CIAA.com when you talk about it. It looks like it's going to be Virginia Union, Fayetteville State. It's not quite tied up in a bowl, but that's the direction you're going. Um, you're talking about the game is in Salem, Virginia, Saturday, November the 12th. That is 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so that's 12 o'clock Central. Um, you can do advanced ticket sales or $15. By day of the event, tickets are $25. You can go to Ticketmasters.com and grab your tickets. Um, and in terms of that, ID for students will be $10. Admission for children seven and under is free. Tickets are also available at the Salem Civic Center box office Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Uh, 8 to 14 for children are $10 again. So if you're in that area, support your HBCU. Obviously, some good football being played over there in the CIAA, particularly for Virginia Union University Top 25 team. Uh, getting it done in so many different ways. Uh, so shout out to the CIAA is they are making a bid and a run uh, to get those ticket sales out. Give you some updates in terms of uh, where you can catch the game. You can catch the game right now live on the CIAA Sports Network 
Um, and you would have to purchase that for $14.95 if you want to catch it, trying to run the check. I can see that. I can understand that. We go back to you, BJ Jones. Anything else that you wanted to shout out real quick that's hot out there before we take our first break? Hey, it's homecoming down on the bluff, man. Shout out to all the Jags, man. Mm. We've been looking good, man. And you had to do it. I don't blame you, though. Shout them out. Go ahead and get a S on chest. You know you can't help yourself. Hey, you know, hey, we got Virginia Union, I mean, Virginia Lynchburg for homecoming. You know, it kind of is what it is. But it's going to pick up to a fever pitch on Sunday because we know what week it is. It's Jackson State hate week. <laughs> so, yeah, man. We might have to sneak we might have to sneak that in a little bit. We might just have to sneak it in. It's never too early to talk about the matchup. But in the <laughs> next three weeks, man, it's some good football. This week, South Carolina State, North Carolina Central, and the MEAC. Next week, you got Southern and Jack. Then the week after that, you got family or Southern. That's just those. And we're not even getting to all the homecomings. We got homecomings galore everywhere. Mississippi the same week, which is just ridiculous for Valley and all four. How do you do that to the people? Joshua, quick, before oh, we get man. out of here, let me give you a chance to talk about uh, any any other thing that's hot that you want to get off. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, um, outside of football, man, for those who don't know, outside of football, man, I'm, I'm an avid golf player. Um, I, I play as often as I possibly can. And so uh, I want to give a shout out to, uh, to West Salem State, man. Uh, they've got the uh, they just got done signing a deal for them to do the uh, WSSU SAS Golf Invitational. Um, they'll be inviting 12 HBCUs, over 80 af- over 80 HBCU golf athletes um, from over 12 HBCUs across the country to this invitational right into my hometown, man, right into Winston-Salem, uh, North Carolina, man. And so this is going to be incredible, man. Uh, the golf course they'll be playing at, man, I grew up on that golf course. Literally, man, I grew up on that golf course. So um, it's a it's a great opportunity for those kids to showcase their skills and their abilities. Uh, I'm, I'm actually going to ch- come and check it out, man. I'm going to go home and spend some time with mom and spend some time with family, and then I'm going to go check out the Invitational uh, when they kick it off, man. So over 80 HBCU golf athletes coming into Winston-Salem for this Invitational. That's going to be huge, man. So um, shout out to SAS. Shout out to WSSU, man. Um, uh, that's about the last time you're going to hear me shout out them Rams. Uh, I won't give no more shout outs to that school uh, on the other side of on the other side of 40, man. I won't give no more. You might have to test out your handicap. I go, woo. I go, We talked a little bit about the CIAA championship, Virginia Union, uh, Top 25 teams in, in in terms of the G2 college football rankings, they're ranked, obviously, number 20. Uh, you have Benedict, though, uh, moves to number 17, 18th national football polls as they continue to be done. That's D2.com football media poll up from number 23 last weekend. American Football Coaches Association poll has Benedict jumping from 23 to 18. So big-time shout-out. I have Virginia Union number one in my HBCU poll ranking, and number two, I have obviously Benedict. So uh, shout that out. Get out there and check it out. We'll keep you updated as we do the poll rankings. We might sneak in a little talk to see what they thought about my poll rankings since they hadn't had a chance to shoot it down. But we're going to get into marching sport as we come back in this second segment. You know how we do marching sport? I don't think people understand. My understanding when the bands, they talk to us, they talk about, you know, it's a sport. Well, anything where I'm from in a the sport, there's a winner, you know, except for international soccer, right? And even then, they have got to the point where they got to do uh, penalty kicks to declare a winner. So even they don't like ties anymore unless it's, you know, regular season, not the script. 
But there's always a winner, which means there's a loser. You're going to get a W and an L. So when I do the poll rankings, it's when you have two marching bands and they face up each other. All this band poll voting, you got large fan faces, y'all cherry pick, y'all got these computer nerds who sit on the computer and hit it 52 times. Y'all sit oh, on the heavy, doc. That don't work for oh, me. Heavy, that means doc. nothing to me. I don't want to know the marching sport, meaning you matched up with somebody, you had a zero quarter, you had halftime, you had the fifth quarter, and summation of all that, you got it done. You know how to support your team. When your team is down, you pick them up. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you get a victory with matchups. So don't talk to me if you're going over here to see uh, these NFL teams. You want me to get excited because they invite you over to you marching with some other band. I, I, you know, historically white college. Cause they, no, I don't know. Y'all can do that. Y'all get excited about that. That's all y'all. Not in our poll ranking. That don't count. You might get an extra L for that because you're selling away the culture. That's a whole different country. Let me stop. We'll come right back after this break. Stick with us. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Since 2002, Empowerment Resources, Inc., a nonprofit organization, has empowered more than 1,500 youth and adults in Duval and surrounding counties. Through its programs, Journey into Womanhood, Girls Mentoring, Life Skills for Teens, and Parenting Education Coaching. To get involved with programs, volunteer, or donate, visit www.empowermentresourcesinc.org. Follow us on social media, facebook.com forward slash empowerment.resources and instagram.com forward slash empowermentjax. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service with Slowburn. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com 
Slow Burn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. It's more than a mobile lounge. It's an environment and an experience rich in history, luxury, and personality. An elegant extension of any celebration occasion. It's the perfect escape and meeting place. A space where you can relax or enjoy a shared passion. Have Slow Burn plan your next big event or before you are planning to celebrate your win over your athletic rival, you can shop our collections at www.slowburnwaco.com. But if they want to tap, uh, I'm going to do the dab, yeah. Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, uh, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. This is Dr. Bill with Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Professor Jones, Professor Sims, known as the HBCU Football gurus as they break it down. You got B.J. Jones as he does it on Tuesday, HBCU Football Weekly. You know he drops that top five <laughs> Tuesday when he just drives them crazy. I be looking at the poll and be like, man, just go create your own, man. I know you got to have a dialogue, but some folks just come up with some stuff. I be like, I can see it. I can see it. It ain't mine. I can see how you going to get mad. <laughs> but it's uh, crazy. So you got the magic there. I see B.J. Jones, and then you got Joshua Sims Sr. that just talks about the street adjusts for a team. He won't even call out the team's name. That's the HBCU Lightly. Both on Twitter spaces Tuesday and Wednesday. Catch these brothers out because they're doing it big. They're getting good dialogue. Shout out for the uh, programs. They bring on coaches. Shout out players that come in there. So they got a lot of mixes. Very diverse. Women are in conversation. Dudes obviously bring it in. And diverse in terms of whether it's FCS or Division II, even some NIA in there. And then it's diverse in terms of the variety of people that are involved with different HBCUs, SWAC, MEAC, CIAA, SIAC, independent programs, as we like to call them in the HBCU world. They get it. But let's get into this marching sport. Top 10, let me tell you what's going on here. Receiving votes, Texas Southern, Ocean of Soul got a victory uh, as they uh, took down Pine Bluff, see, it's 0-2, but they actually got a victory there. Edward Waters march, uh, marching band, 1-0. Albany State marching band, Rams showed out. It was 2-1 as they continue to prove. They're going to end up jumping in the top 10 if some of these bands in the bottom five don't find a way to find the way on the road to have a band and travel. I don't get it. Number 10, North Carolina A&T, blue and gold marching machine, 1-1 one one on the season, eighth first place vote. And they're going to have some problems because they're getting into conference play. They didn't do a lot of traveling for HBCU matchups, so I'm not sure what they can do the rest of the season. Um, but it is what it is. At number nine, Tennessee State, aristocrat of bands, one and one. Uh, they are 15 points as number nine, and they are actually two and one as you break down. Uh, when you break it down, they did have a battle with Lane, and they uh, bounced back last year where they kind of were upset with Kentucky State. Not this year. They got it done. Lane. One on the field, but in the stands, the aristocrat uh, band showed out, showed why. Again, maybe they both can go to the playoffs and they play in the playoffs and get the two bands there to fight it out to kind of give you some more uh, marching sport bands at the end of the season, FCS playoffs. These guys will keep you up and let you know how they come in as they get in the conference play. Some big matchups coming up in a couple of weeks for these two 
football teams, but we're talking about the marching band bringing us to number eight. Bam, you with the marching 100, one and one, 27 points. Haven't had competition in a while. Big time band, but they don't march against other HBCU bands. I don't get it. Uh, number seven, let's move on. Bethune Cookman marching Wildcats, two and oh, 34 points, ranked number seven. Green is number six, Alcorn State, the Sounds of Dynamite Band, two and two. Now, they matched up last week against Southern. I don't know if Southern's going to be able to remain number one because they started to maybe drop down. It got in the game, and all of a sudden, they forgot that there was actually a football game going on, and guess what? It was damn good football game. I mean, it was close. You know, you playing when your team has the ball? Come on, man. Then, Come on. And then it was like the sounds of dynamite. I was like, all right, they're going to get a bump because they know what they're doing. No, they decided to do the same thing. All of a sudden, when they team had the band. I mean, you got coaches, fans running over there talking about, no, no, not yet. I got to play the video where you actually have a referee goes in the stands against UNLV and be like, say, man, we playing a football game down here. NCAA rules says when your team is – when the other team is behind the center, you're not supposed to play. And you would think people would be sharp enough not to play if their own team has the ball. I'm literally at a game with Texas Southern, and this is why Texas Southern is struggling a little bit because they played great competition. They got a band. But they were in a home game against Alabama State. You have the VP of athletics have to call the band director. He sneaks to the stands and somebody else don't wear it on. They actually had a referee on the microphone tell him, say, hey, man, can y'all like not play right now, you know, the rules said, and they just keep I saw, playing. <laughs> I saw it happen with Grambling. I saw it happen with Grambling too, Doc, on national television. What is wrong Grambling with these bands the that don't understand? Do your thing. Zero quarter, halftime, fourth quarter, play. But during the game, you know, push your team. Get the crowd involved. Don't just blow the blow. Uh, uh, let's get in the top five. All corn, you disappointed. Get in the top five. And number five, we're going to get into it and bring you North Carolina Central's Sound Machine Marching Band. They played against Morgan State, so they actually bumped up to 3-0 as they continue to move in there. They snuck that in there, um, so I want to update that. But they're at number five, bringing us to number four as we move on through this. Prairie and m the March Storm is 3-1, and 2-1. One, and one. Uh, They stay at number four. Be interesting in our next matchup as they start to see if we can get them on the road. We'll see what that looks like other than a classic matchup. And number three, Jack State, going with the South. And we got big football contest in a couple of weeks. You got a big band matchup as they're number four. One first place vote, 78 points. Bringing us number two, Alabama State. State sneaking around the chicken coop. Mighty marching Hornets, 3-0, and 1-0 as they got the upset over Jack State. Two first place votes, 80 points. Number one is Southern Human Joke Box. Again, they would have failed. But then it turns around and Alcorn does the same thing. That's sounds like the way I guess. Balanced out. <laughs> That's yeah. a, you know, I almost wanted to call it a draw. That's like, what? <laughs> let me go to you first, BJ Jones. What are your thoughts on this? Man, let me what tell you something. What are your thoughts something. on the poll rankings or what I talked Ooh. about in that game? Was I right or wrong? Man, you're right, dog. Look, as a player, man, the band can fire you up and it really change the momentum on the sideline when they're playing at the right time. Man, but I've been to too many games, man. Well, I saw one man 
team trying to get on for a last-second field goal, and the band is going trombone battle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that ain't the time for that, man. That ain't the time for that. It's not the time. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's like, man, I, mean, I know these band directors, man. I know they they, they got to be football fans in some way and capacity. Because I, 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 mean, I was talking to a couple of them. Um, and then you got to know, man, that the, the, the biggest thing, you're there to support your football team. And there were some times last week, man, where I was yelling at the TV, hey, man, play, hey, play the defense chant. You know what I mean? Hey, man, play, you know, play something to fire up the team. You know, we're, we're focused, too focused on the other team. Yep, absolutely. Good point. Josh, go to you. And before you talk about that, you can sneak in that band matchup between Morgan State. Hey, what did Morgan State drink? You know, what I saw, you know, they – they tried, but it didn't quite work. You know, Doc, they, they did, you know, you said the perfect word. At least they, they came. At least they, they came. Did come. Credit. They did come. They got on the came. road. And that's more That's more to say than most other HBCUs inside our conference. The MEAC is known. Our band, our bands don't travel. Uh, so I'm glad. Come in. You know, salute. Hats off. Great for Morgan State bringing a band. Listen, man. But what's the point of bringing the band if the band ain't going to play? Huh? <laughs> what are you bringing the band for if they ain't gonna play? I heard that's about that's a nice drive from Baltimore down to Durham. What they come for? And then, furthermore, now, Doc, I ain't want to say this. I don't like saying this because I just don't want to say this. I don't like putting family business out there. But if I hear one more snare drummer or drummer in our band. Playing when the quarterback is trying to hike the ball, I'm a loser, man. <laughs> I'm a loser, man. I'm sitting there. It's the second quarter. We trying to drive down the field, and somebody back there playing the little the drum head that's got five drum heads. He's sitting there. Dude, be quiet, dog. On offense, we supposed to be silent. So I look, man. I, that, that irked me. I'm so glad I was on tonight, so I can get that off my chest, get that off my shoulders. Come on, man. We got to do be- Come on, man. We got to do better. We got to do better, man. <laughs> got to do better. Yeah, man. Oh, I love my bands. I gave them a whole segment, top 10, and then we got to deal with it's in the midterm grade. You know, midterm grade, HBCU bands, some of if they ain't careful, they might be ranked top 10, number one, but they're going to get an F square for midterm. I'm Straight just saying, up. they got to do better. Like you said, they got to do better. And they can do better. I've seen it when they get down and mm-hmm. bring a whole crowd, change the direction of the yeah. game. Southern is one of them. I see Southern yeah. change a whole half. I mean, flip the script. I've seen them do it. I've seen the Marshall Storm bring the funk and change the State Fair Classic. Whole middle change second half. I'm coming out the gate. Come on, Marshall Band. Y'all can do this. Fan directions, I'm talking With that, let's go to our second segment. We're going to get back into football talk. I got these gentlemen on here. We're going to give you a host half an hour second segment where we get into some football matchups. You know, we got the HBCU huddle games of the week. We're going to break it down from that. Stick with us. We'll be right back in the second half of the show. All pads are exactly the same. Think again. This is Always Ultra Thin's reinvented with the Always Triple Protection System. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. 
Rethink your path for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Bits. This is always like never before. Supermarket sushi, really? No. Wait, Troy, you work here? I'm never not working. Like head and shoulder scalp shield technology, up to 100% dandruff protection, even between washes. Never not working, huh? Oh, Troy, you're such a good teacher. Yeah, I know. <laughs> never not working. Never not working. Never ever not working. Are you serious? Never not working. Standard protection that's never not working. Head and shoulder scalp shield technology. company to fix my credit hold the phone man you can do it yourself with credit versio that's way too hard call the credit repair company most credit repair companies only work on one or two accounts at a time making it slow and expensive you won't figure that out for months <laughs> ignore him credit versio's brilliant software scans all three credit bureaus finds the accounts that are hurting your score and guides you through the entire process anyone can do it let's fast forward and see the results wow i fixed my own credit and saved hundreds you can do this visit creditversio.com Press the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they wanna lock, yeah, and who the ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, and pay attention, cause he gon' teach a song stuck in my head. Doctor Hill, this side of HBC Sports Lab, we got we got Professor Sims. Look, we got him hooked. He's being serious talking about Professor, yes sir. He gon' tell you who won and lost. Yeah. Yeah. It'll get you, man. It's catchy now. It's catchy, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, my boy. I'm gonna let him know. I haven't seen this clip to him. He's gonna fall out. He, he don't know that. Raleigh, North Carolina, George William Athletic Complex, CIAA South. We in your territory. Saturday, October the 22nd, 12 o'clock, high noon. Winston Salem. Hey, Rams, they got to win. One and five, one and three. At St. Augustine Falcons, one and six, one and four. Somebody's going to get the second win, and they're few and far becoming, but this is going to be our CIAA game of the week. Joshua, since uh, that's your name, we're going to let you start things off. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man, Coach Massey, man. Salute to Coach Massey and that staff at, at West Salem State, or as we call them, State. Uh, man, finding a way to, to get a win against Coach Jones, and Shaw last week, man. And, and if I know anything about Coach Massey and I know anything about that Winston State squad, they are going to utilize that win they got last week against Shaw to their momentum this week against St. Aug. Man, St. Aug is reeling, though they do have one win. St. Aug is just not at the spot right now where they are really ready to turn their season around. They're too young. Their offensive line is very, very young. 
and Winston State, though they are kind of young in some spots too. They've got some they've got some uh some veteran leadership on the outside that receiver and DB. And so I think that that running game is going to be good for them, and they'll be able to go over the top. Um, I've got Winston State being able to win that game, man. And honestly, I don't think it's going to be close, Doc. Ooh, so they're gonna win it going away. Two in a row for Winston Salem State. That's a nice place to go when you when you hadn't seen success in a while. BJ Jones, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? You agree with Joshua or are you going in a different direction? Yeah, man. For Winston Salem State, man, that win last week, man, it was a long time coming. Uh they actually they needed some things to go right, you know, up on uh you know, up at Winston Salem, man. And I was happy to see him get the win. I think they're gonna get a second one. Um I, I you know, looking at Shaw, man, that, that's a young football team. Um, that team is going to grow. Um, they're going to be dangerous in years to come. This year, unfortunately, is not the year I think what's the same state to get win number two on the year. Sticking with you, BJ Jones, we're going to go to the SIC in your general area, home in Atlanta, obviously coming out of Alabama. But as they say back in the day, go west, my friends. We're going to go west in the west division. We're going to go far west as they do in the SIAA. Top 10 matchup, though. Number seven, Tuskegee Golden Tigers, 5-2, 4-0. Really playing some good football, quietly getting it done. Most people didn't think Tuskegee would come into a season like this. Um, ever since they've gotten that big-time win to get on top for 700 wins or whatever, um, they've been rolling. They're up against number 10, Lane Dragons, 3-3, three 2-1. Three, Lane Dragons has played some good football, had some big wins, but they've also had some tough losses. But this is it. Pretty much whoever comes gets this victory, particularly if it's the Golden Tigers, um, they really will sit and lock in for the most part the Western Division or the West Division of the CIAA. You start Kentucky looking around thoroughbreds, they say not so fast, but for all practical principles, that's what this is going to do. Lane Dragons get it. They'll have to kind of wait because they did lose that head to head matchup with Kentucky State. But DJ Jones, what are your thoughts on this SIAC matchup? Man, Tuskegee, man, has really turned the corner, man, since they had that um, that second loss of the year. Uh, and, man, Tuskegee, they playing some good ball. I mean, and they're finding a way to get it done in different ways. They had the shootout last week against Central State. They played a defensive game um, against Clark Atlanta. Uh, they, they're finding ways to win it, and Reggie Ruffin, in which will be his loan season back, you know, at the helm for Tuskegee, got him rolling. In, and this game is crucial, man. Going into Lane, Lane, you had a lot of confidence in them after, you know, they beat Tennessee State. But then they come back the next week and drop one, you know, right after that. So you don't know what you're going to get. I'm going to go with Tuskegee. I was always told when you're in situations like this, go with the team that's been there before. Tuskegee with the SIC titles uh, that they've won. I'm going to roll with them. Makes sense, makes sense. And, Joshua, they, they got a new field turf uh, they put Ooh. down there. Now, they won't get to have it at home, but they will have it against the rival uh, Miles, which with uh, Reggie Ruffin, as you said, getting it done, previous coaching Miles, that should be fascinating to watch. But before we get ahead of ourselves, Lane out of Tennessee, Tuskegee out of Alabama, who you got? Top 10 matchup. Joshua, what do you think? Yeah, man, uh, Doc, this is a, 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 a traditional case of, you know, just at this point of the season, it's the haves and the have-nots. Um, and what Tuskegee has versus what Lane has right now 
It's just a little bit overweighted, man. Bryson Williams, quarterback mm. from Tuskegee, I mean, he's a dog, man. Flat-out ball player, man. And Coach Ruffin and that staff have that kid playing really, really well, man. Um, So I don't see Lane – you know, I see Lane being able to put up a fight because this can be the Lane team that beat Tennessee State a few weeks ago. Um, But when mm. you play Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde, when you become Dr. Jackal and Mr. Hyde in the SIAC, it does not turn out well for you because we don't know when you're going to be Dr. Jackal. We don't know when you're going to be Mr. Hyde. And when you have a team like Tuskegee who's just being consistent, they just – we just Tuskegee. We ain't being Dr. Jackal or Mr. Hyde. We being Tuskegee. So, I see Tuskegee being able to win this game. It's going to be close, man. I think Lane is going to try to make okay. this close. But ultimately, I think Tuskegee pulls away in the fourth quarter and really kind of get and, – and continues on, on the streak, man. They on a run right now that uh, – it's hard, man. It's hard to go on a run like they're on right now. So, I see them winning this game pretty well. Let me give a shout-out to some of the – Listeners, before we come back and get into the major division and get into some of these big key matchups, Theron Waters, Ricky Burden, uh, shout out Chuck Hunt. Who else we got in here? Emma Price, Ricky Burden, as I said, Willie, Alex Hine, showing us some love. Thomas Einstein, Max is in the house. Reginald Johnson, Belinda Johnson, Michael Lee, Ron Alvarez is checking us out, giving us some love. Stephen Gate, does UAPB have the sources to compete? Mm-hmm. It depends, but get right, coach. You can find some resources. You can get it done. We'll see what yep. that means. Good question. Brandon King, G-Boom Holly, in terms of showing us some jazzy fayers in here. Lennon Blow, John Richardson, representing uh, Norfolk State. I see your hashtag Spartan Nation uh, in terms of Lennon getting in here. Agria Scott. Michael Knox, who else we got in here sending some love? I appreciate you. Shante N. Tobias Emery, Ashley Bonham, Jimmy L. Wilson, Karen Griffin. I see, I see y'all. Sarah Beverly, Carter Kelvin. Oh, man. All representing the Braves in the LaShant Harris. Stephen Gage is acting up out there, just going in. Let's see. Michael D. Jones. The Braves in here deep today. Carl Moore, Deborah L. Sims. Mama! Juan D. Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Silas Edward McMorris. Deborah L. Sims, like you said. Deborah Sims, Joshua, Mom. Eagle Pride. Yeah, shout out. I like that. Appreciate you, Mom, for tuning us in. We'll be right back. And we might talk a little bit about those Eagles in this next segment. So stick with us. We'll be right back after this break. That spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Ooh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger that's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision. An SUV built around you. All of you. Q-Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q-Time, an Urban Passport member. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm 
located in your neighborhood, returning injury to cash. T. Madden and his associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden and Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. We are making the virtual HBCU experience available wherever you live through Stillman Online. We offer online degrees in business, criminal justice, psychology, and religion. Stillman also offers technology badges in cybersecurity and data analytics. You can participate in all student activities, fraternities and sororities, internships, graduation ceremonies, and much more. Apply for admission today at stillman.edu. Stillman College, where we prepare you for a different world. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High-quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. Who they came to see? Us! I got to win in every facet of life. That's what winning is, and we, we that's our natural odor. We don't even use cologne. Baby, we are winning. We smell like winning around him. Everybody do their jobs. Just do your jobs. 60 Minutes is a primetime show, so we thought it was time for you to hear from Dion Primetime Sanders. What's up, baby? A Hall of Fame NFL player and current college coaching sensation. Who they came to see? Us. I got to win in every facet of life. That's what winning is, and we... we that's our natural odor. We don't even use cologne. Baby, we are winning. We smell like winning around him. Everybody do their jobs. Just do your job. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. As you see it, we're going to go over there into the MEAC, starting with the MEAC Game of the Week Major Division. Number two, North Carolina Central Eagles, 5-1, 1-0 on the season at South Carolina State Bulldogs, 2-4. This was a classic game last year, and obviously 
the winner ultimately go in the celebration. And you just heard Coach Prime said the goal is to go to the celebration bowl if you're in the SWAT in the MIAC. That's where the champions go. You go to the championship game and then you go to the MIAC. I mean, you go to the celebration bowl in Atlanta. In a lot of ways, people think who wins this may be in that early trajectory to get there. Delaware State and some other teams say maybe, hey, we'd like to put our name in the hat. But big-time matchup, Joshua Sims, we're going to go to you first. North Carolina Central, tell us what's what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup, 12.30 p.m., ESPN 3? Yeah, man, this will be a battle in the trenches. Um, I had a chance this week to talk to a couple of the coaches uh, at North Carolina Central. and um, The big thing that we've been kind of focusing on is how can we win inside the trenches. Um, our offensive line last week led us to have over 500 total offensive yards last week, which was incredible against Morgan State. Uh, but, you know, the real test will be this week. You know, B.J. Davis, um, Jablonski Green, all of these guys that they've got on that defensive side of the ball over at South Carolina State. This is, gonna be a, this is not going to be an easy cakewalk in the park, man. Um, last night I sat back uh, late last night and watched some film on this South Carolina State defense. And uh, what I will tell you is that they are impressive regardless of how kind of below average that offense is, they are impressive up front, man. That front seven can do some things that can keep them in the game, as we saw them do against FAMU, given that was a little bit of the bad play calling from FAMU's perspective as well. But their defense will keep them in the game. And even if you up 20 to nothing, three three possessions in a game, that defense will keep them in the game. And you've got to keep your foot on the gas against South Carolina State at all times. Old savvy ball coach and Coach Pugh. And uh, I said it earlier this week, man, and I'm going to say it again here on HBCU Sports Lab. Coach Pugh, I love you. Love you to life, Coach. But we ain't falling for that killing us with a compliment stuff, man. You would try to lull somebody to sleep with them compliments <laughs> until they are totally dissolved of how they got their game plan and stuff. And then after you done beat them, you won't give them no more compliments in the post-game presser. So we love you, Coach, but we ain't falling for it. Davius Richard, uh, <laughs> Davis Richard for the Walter Payton. He's going to do what he's got to do this week, man. We should come out of Orangeburg with a good victory and really submit ourselves as the guys in the MEAC. Wow. Should be nice. I can't wait. BJ Jones, what are your thoughts in terms of this matchup? Oh, man. The Bulldogs. Stadium in Orangeburg, South Carolina. I'll tell you what, man. The Bulldogs have had the Eagles number here lately. Um, You got to go to Orangeburg, and, and, and that's a difficult place to win. Um, I know that, you know, South Carolina State has lost to FAMU um, at home. It ended up being a, a six-point contest. It's going to be a battle to get out of there. And I tell anybody, man, when you have a program like South Carolina State that's led uh, by a head coach like uh, Buddy Pugh, you're going to have to kill them. Like, they're not going to hand you the, the, the thing. You're going to have to take it. Um, and it's going to be a hard-fought game uh, to get it. But at the end of the day, I think uh, Davis, Richard, and, 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 and that – uh, North Carolina uh, Central offense, that defense uh, led by Courtney Court and, and what he's been able to do uh, on that side, man, that defensive line, that front seven, I think it's going to be too much. I, I like the Eagles to get it done and really get a leg up in this race to the celebration ball. Man, it's going to be fun to watch. It's a big one. We're going to go off the radar a little bit. We're going to go into SWAT game of the week. For a lot of folks, because of the record, they're not going to see how do you put this as a major division game of the week. Not a lot of conference games in the SWAT this week uh, to think about that. But this is an Eastern Division matchup. It'll be in a Mississippi Rice Titan Stadium, 6 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. You have Bethune-Cookman Wildcats, 1-5, 1-2 in the conference at Mississippi Valley 
State Delta Devils 0-6, 0-4 in the conference. Both teams need a win. It's going to be interesting to see who can get it done. Stick with you, BJ. What's your thoughts in terms of this Eastern Division matchup for teams that want to get on the right side of the track? We said all summer that Mississippi Valley was going to be a much improved team. And they haven't been so far this year. I mean, they are very solid defensively. Offensively, they're offensive. Um, it's a revolving door at quarterback. <laughs> you really can't get anything done. Um, the defense plays hard, but then they tire out. Um, I never would have guessed we would have been going into the weekend of October 22nd, and Valley would be winless. Uh, but here we are. And they have a Bethune-Cookman team um, that ended the year strong last year. Remember how Bethune-Cookman ended that, that season last year? Ended the season strong, got the win over Grambling, looked like they were kind of picking up some momentum. And, and and now they've kind of, you know, flatlined a little bit. And you talk about two programs that really need a win. If I had to lean one way right now, I would lean Mississippi Valley because it's at Valley, and that field is worth six points with Valley anyway. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 a, I'm going to roll with Valley, but I think it's going to be close. The problem with it being only six points is they need probably a little more than six. You know, six and seven, 13. Maybe they well, can't score too many. They can't score too many. <laughs> right. That's the problem. Can they help shut Bethune Cookman out? I think that's going to be a challenge. But I want to hear what Joshua says on this swag matchup. Uh, he's seen what Valley can do at home uh, against a solid team. They can get going. So you do have to jump on them because they get uh, thinking about in some momentum. They'll play you out at home. And as you said, P.J. Jones, there is something about that field. What are your thoughts, Dish? Yeah. yeah, Doc, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. If, if Valley, you know, I, I have I have Valley winning this game. But if we're going to have mm. a real critical, honest conversation, if Valley doesn't win this game, when do they get a win this season? Um, it's going to be very, very difficult. You know, they still got their two in-state rivals that they've got to play this season. They still have a tough swack. You know, they still got some reasonable – Swag competition is still left on their schedule. So you look at that and you start looking down the line, you look at their schedule, you're like, man, if they don't find a way to beat Bethune, man, I hope that the field give them more than six points. I hope maybe they give them 12. Maybe they give them 18. I don't know. Something. Give them something. Let the football gods just give them something because to see Valley at this point of the season, to BJ's point, without a win, you couldn't have paid me at the beginning of the season to believe that they will be winless right now. Um, with what they have on that defensive side of the ball, man, I, I definitely thought that they would have at least two wins by now. So they're winless. So if they don't win this week against a Bethune team who's just dealing with the perils of life, you know, a hurricane came through uh, Bethune-Cookman, and they ain't got their foot neither. So if you don't win against a team that's been riddled by God-given trauma and, and, and hurricane, I don't see when you're going to get one, man. So I got Valley winning. But only time will tell. And man, this is the thing yeah. about Valley. I forgot to mention this, Doc. Valley this year has not scored more than 17 points in a ball game. Jeez, man. And 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 that's so, why I, that's, I that's to say they hadn't scored a lot. I knew that. Yeah, you're yeah. a great point when you did it. More not more than 17. That's hard to believe. And what's frustrating if you're a Valley fan is just how well their defense have played. Their defense is really solid. And most mm-hmm. people are just not going to know because of the offense have been so anemic and they put some points on, but it's because um, you just literally run out of gas when you play them. Let's go back to the MEAC. 
This is a bonus game, so I want to get in this. This is number four, Delaware State against Howard, Washington, D.C., William H. Studd, Green Stadium, homecoming. Me, I, uh, 12 o'clock Central Standard Time, ESPN, uh, plus for the MEAC. Number four, Delaware State Hornets, 4-2, and 1-0 at Howard Bison, 1-5. Howard Bison hasn't played a conference game. This is a chance for them to flip the script, turn around the season. Delaware State wants to show that they're for real. So in terms of that matchup, Josh, would you just talk a little bit about the SWAC with teams, one team playing well, not. In that case, both of them really weren't. What are your thoughts in terms of going back into the MEAC, one team playing really well, top four? I mean, top five, but ranked number four. What are your thoughts about the Hornets I'm, or Delaware State? Doc, if we being honest, man, Delaware State has been the surprise of not only the MEAC, but HBCU football on the major level across the board. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we knew that that defense was solid. They brought back a lot of guys on that defensive front. Um, some very, very talented guys that put their hands in the ground, and they just go get after the ball, man. They play really well. And those backers are, are very smart. Um, though those backers, their linebacking core is fairly young, you know, a little younger than we've normally seen. Delaware State last season, that defense looked good. And so you kind of got to guess that if at some point that offense – can go from below average to just average, that they will put themselves in a situation that they're in now. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, Delaware State has found a way to get their offense from below average to average. And you're now seeing what the ramifications can be for that program, for anybody that's got to play against them with a defense like they have and just an average offense, man. So you got to look at that and say, man, Delaware State has been the surprise of all of major level HBCU football. And then to Howard, Doc, if I can just take 15 seconds about Howard. If Morehouse College for men in Atlanta, Georgia, is not on that Howard schedule, they are in the same situation as Mississippi Valley. Howard is still Howard in this conference. And I'm going to say that till I'm blue in the face. Happy homecoming. I hope you have fun with the cheese and crackers and the piece of wine and stick your pinky up and all the stuff you want to do for homecoming. But you are going to lose another homecoming because Howard is still Howard. That's all I got to say, Doc. <laughs> they might be the Becca. They might have all the stars, but it ain't stars. <laughs> PJ Jones, what are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, man. Champagne Poppy ain't putting no points on that scoreboard. I tell you that. Uh, this thing about <laughs> Delaware State, man, before, before I go, go anywhere with, with Delaware State, I want to say our, uh, our condolences uh, to the Delaware State program um, and Coach uh, Brian Broussard that passed away um, this weekend, former offense coordinator at Delaware State. Uh, so our hearts, thoughts, and prayers are with not only with uh, the Delaware State family, but the Broussard family as well. Um, I think, you know, for Delaware State, well, we see. knew what they were. We knew what they were defensively uh, and, and, and and what they could do. And Josh hit the nail on the head. They found a way offensively to put some points on the board. Now, this same Delaware State team actually limited Delaware to only 35 points and 14 of those points they scored late. Um, you know, that was a close game for a while. Uh, but they found a way offensively to put some points on the board. I think they get a win here. Um, against Howard, and that's going to set up a really big matchup next week, um, Doc, because North Carolina Central has to go up to Dover, Delaware, and, and that's going to be a tricky game. You got those two defensive units, and that game just might be 
uh, it might it just might determine who represents the MEAC in Atlanta. Ooh, yeah, talk heavy, it. BJ. Ooh, he, hey, man, you got to get it done this weekend. But think about yeah. it, especially if both teams are able to win. You talking about a yeah. top five matchup? Both teams will be top five for sure if both teams win next week. Determining in a lot of ways who will get to Atlanta. All eyes will be MEAC, but then you still have big matchups. In the swag as well. Man, this next two, three weeks are going to be mm. fun as it get there. We're going to spend one more, and this week uh, we'll let you go and see you on Sunday. Uh, with that being said, let's go into back to the swag for a bonus matchup. Loma, Mississippi, Smith, Kaysom Stadium. Alcorn is coming off a tough loss. Texas Southern has a week off, so extra time. Um, this is a Western Division matchup uh, since Alcorn has uh, moved over to the West. This is the second, obviously, year of that. But you think about it, you just don't quite get used to thinking that, hey, this is for division competition. It means a lot. Saturday, 2 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, ESPN Plus, Texas Southern Tigers are on the road, 2-4, two 2-2. And two and two. So they're still in the race to some degree. At number seven, Alcorn State Braves, 3-3, three 2-1. Three, Braves want to stick in the race. And they have a lot ahead of them based on the fact they have Prairie View up in there. And they're thinking, hoping maybe in terms of Southern has another tough couple of games. Maybe they can this game. And the Tigers are saying, oh, wait up about us. What are your thoughts into this matchup, B.J. Jones? This is intriguing to me more than many people may think. It's a crucial SWAC Western Division matchup. Mm. Uh, Texas Southern we'll right see. now uh, sitting at 2-2 two and two in the conference. Uh, Alcorn at 2-1. and one. Texas Southern can get a big win. And almost immediately play themselves right back into it because they hold something very key, a win over Southern. Um, and if, if you're all corn, you need this win to, to keep pace. Uh, if you get this this loss and you got to go to Grambling next week, all corn didn't, didn't play well there. You got Prairie View um, the week after that. You got to go to Prairie View. That's a difficult game. Bethune-Cookman, and then to wrap it up with Jackson State and the Soul Bowl, you need to build that momentum. Um, you want to keep the the L's out of that loss column if you plan on representing the Western Division um, in the SWAT championship game. So this game is crucial. It's almost an elimination game. It's definitely an elimination game for Texas Southern. Um, you know, for Alcorn, it, it's not an elimination game, but, man, you you have to get through insurmountable odds to play your way back into it. Ooh, great breakdown in terms of what's on the table for a matchup for a lot of folks that might have been looking the other way. Certainly could understand looking into the MEAC, but in terms of the SWAC matchup, Joshua, I want to hear what you have to say in terms of these two programs. What are you going to be watching in this game? Yeah, man, the running game for Alcorn State for me is is what I'm going to be looking at. Jarvion Howard, um, you know, one of the best running backs, one of the best backs in all of HBCU football. Uh, you know, can he get this this offense back on track, man? You know, we all know Alcorn State is a we're gonna run it down your throat. We're gonna see what you can do about it. Can they exert themselves on a Texas Southern defense that looks dormant a lot of the times, man? A lot of times Texas Southern's defense, for those athletes they got on that side of the ball, they look very, very below average for a defense. And for Texas Southern, right? I've heard so much talk about Andrew Body. And you can say that the win against Southern is a signature W, but then you look at it and you say, well, dang, like, 
can there be a such thing as you having just a bad timing for a W, right? Like the Southern W, can you say that? Was it just like not the right time to get that W? Like, because now you're in a situation where if Alcorn comes in and they do what they're supposed to do, they're at home, they come in and they do what they're supposed to do, Texas Southern might be getting ready for basketball season right now. You know, this weekend might be <laughs> it might be over for them. It's time to go ahead and start getting ready for that that really, really perennial basketball program that they got there at Texas Southern, man. So, you know, do we see Andrew Body finally take that step? I've heard so many people talk about this kid. I've had a chance to sit down and watch him. Is this a weekend that we see him just take the step to say, hey, I'm the second-best quarterback in the entire conference. Now I'm going to put us in a position where we can be able to get ourselves to the SWAG championship. It'll start this weekend against Alcorn. But only time will tell, man. If you don't see that, I expect for them to literally get a – uh, have to go ahead and get ready to bring the, roll the basketballs out on the court, get the layup lines ready to go, start smacking some backboards, man, slap the floor. Let's get ready for basketball season. <laughs> he said they going to be looking the other way and they don't get it done this weekend. Well, I tell you. Ooh, he already put Texas Southern in the Maui Invitational. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Great dialogue with these guys here. That's B.J. Jones, HBCU Football Weekly. Check him out, especially on Tuesdays. He drops it on Twitter Spaces. Uh, early in the day, he does his top five Tuesday, and then they talk about it. I'm going to have to sneak in there and do some mid-major, major division poll rankings, let them know, especially next week, because it's going to go down on the major division, talking about these top five, top ten matchups. So I might jump in there a little early and talk about that. Then Joshua Sims Sr., Wednesday follows up, gets you a little more into your HBC rule as you start – Getting ready for the weekend, that's HBCU nightly as he brings it. I'm going to sneak in there, too, with some of the top uh, ten matchups, mid-major and major division, and tell you what to look out for because it's been good. Keep watching. Yes, some teams are falling off, but those teams that are jockeying for the space at the top, it's getting good right now. Let's call it a day. Thank you for listening to HBCU Sports Lab. Make sure you share our podcast with your friends and colleagues. I am Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, the dean of HBCU Sports, coming from inside the lab. In the college HBCU sports, boys, Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, but I couldn't ask for two better guys to bring you some HBCU football talk. And DJ Jones, Joshua Sims Senior, so I appreciate that as our guest of the day doing some co-host work with me. Again, we want to thank you for listening, Doctor Nils, inside HBCU Sports Lab. Mike Washington, Charles Bishop, every Tuesday and Thursday at six o'clock. Follow us on Sunday because I have him back with the plus two crew. And these guys will break down all that went on Saturday. We'll tell you what we saw and what we thought. Did it happen? What didn't happen? And then we'll start looking forward to the following week. So we'll keep you all up into all your HBCU needs as you get going with all your HBCU latest news in the lab. Follow me, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. It's D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Inside HBC Sports Lab 1 on Twitter. Facebook and YouTube is inside the HBC Sports Lab. Dream big. Continue to move forward. We will talk with you soon. BJ Jones. Of course. Joshua Sims, senior. All I know is class this bitch, dog. <laughs> Lecture. Le- Lecture. Lecture dismissed. <laughs>
I love my HBCU and man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. Man. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I hope my team they won one. Yeah. I tune into the HBCU Sports Lab to see if my team won a loss. If they lost, I'm quiet as a mouse. But if they won, she's half. Uh, I'ma do the dab, yeah. Dr. Cavill, yeah. he know what he be talking about. Talkin Mike about. and Charles, Talk. they know what they be talking about. Talkin they about. compress the analytic data with your hip hop. If you know them like I know them, they gon' tell you if your team, if they want a lot, yeah. And who the ball, ball, So listen to Professor, yes sir, yes sir. And pay attention, cause he gon' teach a lesson. Yeah.